Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm The Vibe. And it's your girl, Queen K. I'm The Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Visions. So, Queen K, how was your week? Um, It was pretty dope. Um, Can't complain. Uh, You know, hey, like I always say, <laughs> God gave me another opportunity. Y'all hearing me again, so it had to be good. I'm still alive. <laughs> But um, I just thank God for keeping me and my family. Hey, I, I can't really complain. I mean, I take every day, you know, for the good instead of the bad. You know, a lot of days could be rough, but nope, I still look at it as a blessing in the end because I made it through. You know, I made another day. My kids made another day. I still have a roof over my head. You know, God is still providing for me, so I'm thankful. Um, yes. Got to talk to my friends. They still around, you know, so I'm I'm thankful. Every day. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. It was pretty good. How about you? Week has been very good. Uh, new beginnings. God is showing me my strength in these times. And, you know, I'm just really learning a lot more about myself. And like you said, waking up another day, still having my loved ones here to talk to. So, yes, it was a good week. Yeah, girl. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, so with that being said, I'm about to jump right into the A.O. King and Queen quote, followed by my Queen case lace tips for hair. So y'all already know my go-to, per- my go-to thing for my quotes is Pinterest. Okay, so I found two on there. The first one is by Martin Luther King Jr., rest in peace, continue to rest in peace, King. Um, yeah. It says, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl, but whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Y'all, I know it might be hard. I know you might take a couple steps back, but keep going. Do not stop moving forward because that's all we can do at this point is just to keep moving forward. Don't stop, you know. God gave you the ability. Every time he wakes you up in the morning, he gives you the opportunity to make this day greater than the day before. So never look back. Just keep on going. Don't stay stuck when you feel like you can't do it anymore. Just keep on going. Because I'm telling you, you got a strength inside of you that you don't even know yet. Just tap into it. Mm-hmm. And you only tap into it if you keep moving forward. Okay, so that's the first one. And then my other one is two things prevent us from true happiness, living in the past and observing others. Y'all, we mm. got to stop. We got every day should start off fresh. Every day you hear it should be a fresh new day. Don't live in the past. I know it's easier said than done. Deal with it. Move on from it. And once you deal with it and move on from it, don't go back to it. And then stop concerning yourself with others and what others are doing. Because what's for you will be for you. You don't have to waste your time looking at what somebody else got or what somebody else is doing. God has a plan just for you. And it is a great plan. You just have to stop being concerned with the others in the past, and you can reach your destination. So those are my two mm-hmm. A.O. King and Queen quotes for this week. Now We got Pastor Mike Todd Jr. up in here. All right. Girl, <clears throat> hello. Do you hear me? Did I come to your door? Did I come to your door? Yes, so you not- did. Yes, you did. I'm a little touched. <laughs> okay. Now, my hair tips, right? Okay, so Complex brought yes. a question to me. Go ahead, Complex. You're going to ask it first. 
So basically, I was watching someone's live, and she was talking about how she had to cut her hair because she had water damage. And I said, wait, what? Is that a thing? And I text Queen K, like, yo, we need to talk about this on the podcast because I did not know that it was water damage. And I was looking up Google, and it was saying because water, there's so many, like, minerals and magnesium in water that it could be harsh to our hair, and a film could, like, uh, build up. So my question to you, Queen mm-hmm. K, is do you think it's better to get, like, a purifier thing to where, like, the water, you know, gets purified through there and we use that to wash our hair because it's kind of holding back a lot of the minerals and magnesium? Yeah. Okay. So I was today years old when I found out about <laughs> water damage. Um, I'm not going to hold you up. That that question stumbled me. I'm like, damn, water going to take my hair out too now? So, <laughs> only because, and then I had to think about it. Like, dang, if if sometimes we get a boil, you know, a, a thing to boil our waters or, you know, some people do have lead and stuff in their water and it's harmful to our skin or it's harmful for us to drink, why wouldn't it be harmful for our hair? You know, that is a part of us. Right. So when I went on there, I did read that water damage is a certain thing. and I mean, it is a real thing. And if you ever wonder why your hair is all dull and, uh, like, filmy, like, it, it, it's just not popping, right? It's mm-hmm. because you might have water damage. And, yes, a purified, like, they sell these things now. I was on Amazon, of course, because after I've seen this water damage and I found out it was real, I went straight to Amazon. And it's actually a shower head that has, like, little um, crystals and minerals in it to where it'll block all the harmful stuff and give you purified water for your hair. So, yes, purified water is the best for our hair. Um, hell, you know, what's good in our body is good on the outside, too, if water is good for you. So, yeah, you definitely should watch the water buildup, because, I mean, the water damage, because it is a certain thing. It is a true thing, and it will cause you a lot of breakage, a lot of damaged hair. Like, we be thinking it's a product sometimes. No, it don't be the product. Yeah, the products help, but it's mainly that water, y'all. And then, like, if you're washing your hair, I found this out, too. If you're washing your hair with scalding hot water or, like, hot, hot water, that's another quick way to get water damage. You need to have your temperature lukewarm to almost cold, in a sense, um, mm-hmm. in order to wash your hair properly. Like, you don't supposed to be washing your hair with hot water. That's No, you're damaging your hair. So oh, and shit, I need to that. I, yeah. I do that all the I time. Found, girl, I'm telling you, I do that all the time. Because <laughs> they already <laughs> say you shouldn't take hot, hot showers anyway because it damages our skin cells. But I do that anyway. Mm-hmm. Shit, hey, my body just right. used to it now. We're just going to be damaged. Right? But, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, ladies, so that is my hair tip. Thank you, Complex, for bringing a beautiful question in because I had no clue about this. Um, but that no is problem. the play tips for the hair for the week. Now we're going to get right over into this sipping tea for the soul topic. Okay, y'all. So we got something something that we all on. have dealt Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I was going to say bring the guest on. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, because oh, she just came into the queue. I told her to call up after your hair segment. Oh, okay. I'm about to let you get yeah, into it right now. Hey, Queen Picasso. What's going on? Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey, honey. <laughs> what's going on? Not much. We just learned about water damage. We just learned about water damage this weekend, and we was today years old when we realized water can damage your hair. <laughs> oh, I had to listen back. I had to listen back to that one. Girl, water is taking our hair out. That's what I'm 
Now I can blame yeah. it on something else other than a perm I had when I was 11. I can say I got water damage. Right, right. Oh, we say that too. <laughs> okay, so today's sip and tea for the soul topic is something that we all deal with. Um, is Well, some of us may not deal with it, but a majority of us do. It is feeling unappreciated, but we're doing the work edition. Like, we're going to get into mm-hmm. feeling unseen, unheard, you know, um, not appreciated enough. We're going to get into the bosses that will, um, you know, give you a bunch of prizes so that way, you you know, you got the rose-colored glasses on the whole time while you're employed. Meanwhile, they're, they're pulling you farther and farther away from your goal or trying to make you stay mm-hmm. with them even though the work <laughs> experience is not that well. Okay? So yeah, that's true. what we're going to get into today. <laughs> So my first question for you, Queen Picasso, is have you ever felt unseen and unheard in your workplace and why? Oh, absolutely. Actually, my my last place of employment was exactly that. Um the, mm. you described it to the T. And and, <laughs> and that was that that was the realization that I came to. So that resulted in me ultimately leaving that that situation. But yes, I've oh my goodness. I could definitely mm. say amen to that one. <laughs> uh, okay. I appreciate it. No, I definitely Complex. understand that. Um, yeah, I've been, I've definitely been unseen in, um, not really unseen, but I was definitely unheard. I had the boss that, you know, like you said, they, they give you all of the, um, the, the compensations, like, you know, they'll overcompensate you or they'll um, give you bonuses and everything. But, when it came to, like, clients calling to complain, she would take mm-hmm. their side over mine. And I'm like, how do you say that I'm a good worker and you say that I go by the book, but as soon as a client calls and is complaining, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's on the other foot. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember it took for one of my coworkers to tell me, like, you know, hey, there's another job that's hiring and they're paying more. And I'm like, no, I don't want to leave her. She's been real good to me. She was like, she does that to appease you. So, yes, Mm. I definitely understand where you're coming from because I definitely felt, I felt unheard there. You know, like, it was just very unprofessional. It was supervisors that was younger than me. Not saying that you can't learn anything from someone that's younger than you, but the way they ran their meetings, you know, like, they talked to you like you were stupid. I just felt very uncomfortable. So I I could definitely relate to it. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I can relate. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it's, just, it's horrible, you know what I mean? Because, you know, especially when you're a hard worker, like that yeah, that mm-hmm. right there, when you when you put put your all into what you do, and you may not necessarily like what you, you know, the, the environment that you're in or that you have to, you know, come to a, to a job every day, but you're passionate about mm-hmm. maybe, you know, social work or whatever, whatever field you might be in. And and to to be treated like that, that's just like uh, slap in the face. Yes, that yes. part. It definitely is a slap in the face. <laughs> okay, so my next question is: Have you ever felt like there were other reasons for your lack of appreciation? For example, you may be the youngest one in charge, or the color of your skin, religion, or culture, anything like that. Yeah, I felt I I definitely um felt like that at my my previous job because I I was definitely the youngest person there. And mm. you know, at that particular job, it was all about your experience and the amount of years you had in, who you knew in this department or that department. So it was very biased in that sense. Right. And mm. so it was very hard to like you know, rise above that 
and and I definitely had the skills and they all, and I definitely filled in for managers and I did things that were outside of my my scope of work so I know I had the talent but I, I don't know yeah I guess it wasn't meant to be <laughs> yeah yeah jealousy jealousy is very um real in the workplace and yeah. and yeah. and that that can stop you too because like to piggyback off of what you said um my last place of employment I'm not going to speak their name but my boss was Russian and um she definitely made like little snarky comments towards the African American people in there. It was very segregated. Mm. It was mm. one office yeah. where it was African American. It was one office where it was uh, Hispanic, and it was one office where it was kind of like more African American there. But oh, I'm going to throw a Russian boss in here so you won't think nothing of it. And I remember like she had a camera where she could watch us from home, and then it's like she would come in and like you know how like you try to pop in on somebody and try to catch them off guard. And it was mm-hmm. just like, do you not do you not trust us? Like, you know, you don't do this to any other office but the office that the color people are in. You get what I'm saying? Mm. And it's just like she would just make like little comments. Cause like, you know, when 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 you're when you're in an office for like salary, you, you overworking sometimes. And you know, sometimes yeah. you're in there past five o'clock. So we get to talking and everything and we were talking about credit scores. And I remember I said my credit score was such and such and she was like, Oh, that's not high enough. Maybe for your type of people, but that's not high enough. Like she would mm. legit say shit like that and it just made you feel like I'm gonna lose my job today. I'm gonna lose my job today. Yep. And it was like <laughs> It's a free country. We can we 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 can talk in our language, but they would talk in their language to where you felt like, are they talking about me? You get what I'm saying? And, and you don't want to think like that, but it's like, dog, are y'all talking about me? Like this is uncomfortable. Like I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I used to have my Google Translator on just to make sure because <laughs> you just never know. Rosetta Stone, <laughs> but but I say all of that to say. I say all of that to say is that I felt like the Russian people, she looked out for more of her Russian people than she did us. Like, you know, her son worked there, so he was in a higher position than us. And like Queen Picasso said, when you work hard, but it gets unappreciated because you're not family. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just crazy. You know, she looked out for her people more than she looked for us. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely felt that way as well. Um, Me being the younger one in there because it's one girl that's younger than me but me being the younger one in there and pretty much running the helping to run the business it it, mm-hmm. it kind of be feeling like okay they've been here longer than me maybe they're not gonna take what I have to say into consideration maybe they don't go like girl bye if you don't go sit down somewhere like I'd be feeling like that sometimes mm-hmm. like sometimes they don't want to listen to me or, you know, so I'll try to go at it in another approach. But at the end of the day, I have to do my job. I'm sorry that I might be the youngest and you have to kind of take direction from me, but this is what Mm -hmm. I'm hired to do. This is, you know, this is my position. I'm not trying to, you know how some people can abuse their power when they get over people. I'm not that type of person. Like I'm cool and laid back. You know, I try not to come to people as often um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll let you do you because I understand you guys have been there longer and you do have a certain way of handling things that I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've been there for what, 12 years and this woman that has been there longer than me. So mm-hmm. for me to come in and they're taking direction or order from me, I felt like when I first started, oh, it was hard as shit. 
Like, they would look at me like, mm-hmm. if you don't go somewhere, we ain't doing nothing. Like, you would have to ask, listen to me. So right. now it's better because, you know, we are friends, but we found out that we are related, for one. That's another thing that's crazy. Oh, like, wow. when we when I first started there, I wasn't related to nobody. Now now I got cousins, <laughs> aunties, all that that we just found out about. So right, that's crazy. it made it a little easier for the, you know, for the work relationship because now, you know, they do listen to me. They do put in their feedback. Hell, I feel like sometimes they like coming to me more than my boss. You know, nothing wrong with her, but, you know, they can talk to me a little more. So, um, yeah. but, yeah, I, I've definitely felt like my age is the reason because I started with her when I was 19, and I think I started doing the administrative work about 21 so, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah. so my next question is, did being unseen or unheard make you work harder or slack off with your work, and why? Um, You know what? I think it, it definitely motivated me to actually, you know, explore my passions outside of work. So, mm-hmm. okay. like, in my case, I didn't slack off at all. I just did, you know. I did. I did the same work, and I, you know, I put I put in the same hours. I I I didn't, you know, I wasn't combative or anything. I didn't make it seem like I didn't want to be there or anything. But um, right. I, I I just put all all of that frustration I put into working on my craft after I after I was you know clocked out. So that's what mm-hmm. I tried to focus on. Okay. You better than me, Queen. And it kept my mind. It kept my mind off of you know. It kept my mind going for wanting to walk out, you know, act crazy, you know. <laughs> so it, it definitely no, kept, me, it kept me grounded. It kept me grounded. I was about to say, Queen Picasso, definitely better than me because I definitely focus on my passions outside of work. But I started uh, typing my story at work because I just felt so unappreciated. But, <laughs> um, like, okay, my boss, uh, I, I felt unheard at my last job because my boss was looking at me like she's someone that you have to hold her that that, whose hands you have to hold and she didn't really understand that I came from Quicken Loans and we live by these isms and one of them was cover your ass at all times so whenever I whenever I did anything I would let her know like hey um just letting you know that I did this you know for this client I did that for that client because I was still in that cover your ass mode you know what I'm saying like you go to your supervisor Mm -hmm. a lot and that irritated her but Mm. you know it I don't know it just it just made me feel like when when she had deducted some money out of my check and I found out that you're not supposed to do that to salary workers without giving them a, if you don't give them a new offer letter, you can't change their salary because you feel like it. And when she deducted it and I was explaining to her, like, I can't pay my bills if you do that. And she was just like, oh, well, do what you need to do. Because I told her, I said, I might not even be able to have gas to come to work or go to your visits because you deducted right. this money out of me. It was like $500. And she was like, well, yeah. do what you need to do. It was that day where I was like, you know what? All right. And I started looking for other jobs and I was like, deuces, I took your advice and did what I had to do. Right. Yeah. I definitely did some petty stuff at some of my other jobs. Like <laughs> my temper gets the best of me sometimes and I do. Like, okay, so I was working a little night a part time at Walmart and it was like it was like high school in a sense. Like I knew I knew from the start that I wasn't gonna be there alone. 
But it was one mm. one night in particular where now I had been busting my ass, and then for me not to get appreciated there by like the other managers. So this one manager had asked me to put the coins and the the bills in the little um, self checkout machine. So. Uh, this other one is like, you sure? She's a newbie. You, we don't supposed to have the newbie uh, handling the cash just yet. She ain't been here long enough. And he was like, no, I trust her. He was like, I feel like she could do this. So um, he gave it to me. You know, I did my shit because I've been watching. That's what I do. Like, I observe, and I make sure I know about everything when I work. So as I'm doing it, I print off the little receipts at the end, and I'm handing them to her. And she was like, oh, I see you did do it. I said, yep, I did. She was like, oh, did he teach? I said, no, he didn't. I just watched. I said, oh, and by the way, this is my last night. And I walked out. Like, don't play me. <laughs> Ooh, I just me, do not play yes. me. Now you yes, have fingers. Okay. Like, oh, well, why, why won't you? It's okay. You can say, nope, I'm, I can't do this no more. That's it. No, because my thing is I already yes. work a full-time job. I already work from 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. to 6 p.m. And then I come in here at 6.30 and work this to 1.30 in the morning. You're not about to play with me, girl. I'm grown. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I get to the point where, and I can say this because it's our podcast. Um, my job of 12 years, like, when I go through my little temper tantrums, when I'm pissed, I'll be looking for jobs while I'm sitting there talking to my boss. <laughs> like, on, <laughs> on indeed, like, mm, this thing is nice. Mm, what's what's out here? Okay. So, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> It definitely gets me into, like, this spiteful mode. But, I mean, I bounce back eventually. You know, once I talk about it, I'm okay. Um, right. But it does – it used to make me work harder, but then it, then it just turned into me slacking off and not caring. Like, when I get to that point, it's horrible. Like, I'd be ashamed yeah. of myself instead of just being uh-huh. an adult and talking. But, hey, I'm working on me. I'm working on me. I think but, every black sorry, person long has filled out a resume. <laughs> right. Right. I think every black person has filled out a resume or application on the job. I think I swear I think you yeah. have done that. Sitting there asking, How much you right. you gotta do a census. I'm sure. I'm sure that's true. <laughs> right. Be at the printer. Be at the printer. Like, oh, you got some print. Hold up. Let me get mine out because you don't want them to see that you print out a resume. Hold up. Oh, yeah. Out of pocket. <laughs> but uh, you got okay, any more questions? Take care. Is it on me? Oh, yeah, last this okay. is my last, uh, my last question is, um, what did you do about being unseen or unheard? How did you communicate the issue? You know what? It was like, and, and I probably could have, like, thinking back on it now, I probably could have handled it differently. But at the mm-hmm. time, I just literally, I, I took my time to think, think on it, probably took like a month. And I said, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. So, like, by me focusing yeah. on my craft outside of the work, it just got to where I was busier, you know, in my in my mm-hmm. craft than I was at work. Like, so I was like, you know what, let me just take this leap, you know what I mean? And it, it just feels right. And, you know, at the time there was just a lot of, like, different changes going on, changes in management. Like, and I had mm-hmm. literally probably six different managers within the three-year mm-hmm. period. So it was a, it was really rocky from from the start, but it was just like, okay, this isn't getting any better. So you know what, I'm gonna just explore my options outside of there, and that's that's just what I did. Like, I wrote my resignation letter, and that was it. And it came to a surprise, you know, but it it was what it was. I finished out all my work, so I didn't leave anything, you know, on their shoulders or anything. I just I just said I can't do this anymore, and I got yeah. out of there. <laughs> 
Yeah, you so definitely mad. better than me because I showed left their schedule blank. I was uh. scheduled for the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> nope. uh, y'all have a good one. <laughs> no, because look, Man. I said y'all not gonna be able to say anything, you know, bad about me on this on this skate, and I'm just going right. leave, you know, on good terms, and it is what it is. So, I, I like to leave on and, good terms, especially like in a, in a profession, the professional job that I had. It was very, like, it it was a pretty, yeah, a really yeah. good job for a really big company. And I feel that Queen Picasso, I really feel that because I was torn between the two, like, do I want to leave on good terms? But I was like, you know what? I ain't coming back to this chick, so there, there ain't no reason <laughs> I, I'll just burn that bridge. Because, no, y'all got to understand, Listen, there was times where we didn't even get paid because she forgot to submit to payroll. So stuff was oh, all negative and everything. <laughs> so it's like oh, the no. the day that I left, the, the first two days, we got paid on Wednesdays. I was sitting on Facebook the first two days. Um, and then Wednesday, I wrote her a letter on payday saying, yesterday was my last day. My keys are in the desk. Thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> I'm, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You said, I'm I could not do it. Okay. <laughs> what about the keys are in the desk? <laughs> yeah, I heard she was talking about me in her Russian language. It was like, you didn't piss her uh-huh. off in here. She said, Natasha, and just started going. I was like, yep. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, with me, but, how I um, I just sat my boss down. It, it was actually during our because um, she do like little annual um, reviews, and on mm-hmm. there it just pretty much asks you, you know, how did how are things going from your perspective, and what do what change do you want to see happen in X amount of years? And she gets to put the years in. And one of my things was I just felt like I wasn't appreciated. Like, I felt like I was unheard. And me and her just talked about it. Like, we got a relationship now where I could tell her when I'm feeling a certain type of way because she senses my attitude. Because she told me my attitude is really horrible and that <laughs> when she knows when I'm upset because how I, how I react. And she would just prefer for me to just come to her face-to-face and let us talk it out. She don't care how mad she gets. She don't care how mad I get, but she wants me to just come to her and talk it out, which I respect. Right. Because I've never had nothing like this before, you know. And one, I, me, I don't like, how I, how I deal with things is I wait till I cool all the way down first and then I address Mm -hmm. it. But just to be able to have that open space where, okay, I'm about to tell you how I feel. And she actually listens. Like, she don't try to cut me off. She'll listen to me. She'll get it out. Then she'll speak on, you know, from her behalf. And then we'll just keep going back and forth until we reach a common ground now. So I think me telling her, like, look, you know, I don't really feel heard at most times. And this is why. And then, you know, she talked to me. So we just, every year we have these little discussions because we sort of had these little reviews. And now me and her got it to where it don't even have to be a review type situation. It could be whenever I'm feeling some type of way, look, let me close this door. I need to talk to you for a minute. Like, this is how me and her talk. Like, okay, I don't need you to be Angie right now. I need you to be, you know, so that's how we communicate with each other. And, like, when she know I got an attitude but I don't want to talk about it, she'll be like, okay, something bothering you. What is it, you know? <laughs> um, so then that's how, that, that's our open, We she got an open door of communication. So lately, Mm-hmm. It's been okay. Look, this is what's been bothering me. This is why. What can we do? Like, you know, I don't want to be like this. I want to be happy. You know, at work, 
mm-hmm. it's already stressful the fact that we're dealing with kids and then we're dealing with not only are we dealing with kids from ages six weeks to five years old, we're dealing with all the school-age kids because they online learning. So yeah. it's busy. It's crazy all, I there I know every all about day. that. <laughs> yeah, so I that's the I work in that school before, is... too. I know all about that. Girl, for sure. <laughs> we don't want that's, me to that's, have But that's great that you have that open communication. That's needed, especially in, in education. Mm-hmm. Working with kids in any capacity, that's that's dope. My head out to y'all. Working with them and got three of my own there. It's, <laughs> it ain't no joke. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Well, my aspect is bosses. My first question is, have you ever had a boss appease you to make their self feel better? Um, you know what? I can't say I had that experience. Okay. I can't say I had okay. that experience. I, I, thankfully, like of all things, yes. that that definitely hasn't been a, a, a thing that I've had to experience. Because that's that's the one thing I will say. Like they give, they'll give you your credit. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's and that's good. and that's not even like I, I don't even ask so much as an employee. I feel like I don't even need that. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm here to do a job, and you pay me to do a job, so I I don't, I don't yeah. mind not getting like accolades or anything. Like unless right. I do something outstanding, really outstanding. But no, yeah. I have, I haven't had that experience. That's that's a blessing. Okay. Yeah, it is. It you, I feel like with me, with me, it's, yeah. Only reason because um, I feel like it was more so given to me through my kids, if that makes sense. Like my kids are, are the ones that receive the gifts because my work schedule changed. Like me and my kids. I open and close the building, okay? That's me. Mm-hmm. I'm opening and closing Monday through Friday. Me and my kids get up at 4.30 in the morning to open. We're the last ones there every day. Like, we're there every day. So I think that she probably felt bad for it, you know, that they're, mm-hmm. they're this young and they're waking up like this. Because we've been doing this for a while. Like, I've been there for 12 years. We've probably been doing this for, like, maybe eight, eight of the 12 years we've been waking up and I've been opening and closing from 6 to 6. So um, I feel like they get the gift and the praise, you know, for us working like this. Like, yeah, they, they, to me, they get special attention. To me, they get a little, they get a little leeway on some of the stuff. (laughs) Even though I'm the type of parent, like, nah, you just like one of the rest of these kids. I don't care what time we get up. No, you're not about to act like that. Um, I still right. feel like they get to do a little more than all the other kids, especially this youngest one. This youngest one, he gets a he get a, yeah he get a slap on the wrist compared to the other kids. Yeah. What about you, Complex? Well, you know I ain't talked about her. I ain't gonna keep talking about her because she's gonna probably come with us. I told you my last <laughs> boss right. the hell out of me. Like, I'll give y'all her. an example. I'll give y'all an her. example. Um. I had a client that was um she she was she was dealing with bipolar disorder and mm-hmm. she you know will always say that she wanted to lead the program and she wanted to go be with Donald Trump. So you already know mm-hmm. right there there's a problem. And she had told her she called my boss and said that I was scheduling visits but I wasn't coming out and um you know she was like this is the fifth time that she's rescheduled. Now I've seen this lady 
I've signed the documents, but my boss immediately thought, oh, you're just falsifying documents and you're not going to see them. And she called me Mm. and, you know, Russians talk very aggressive and she cussed me out. So I was like, whoa, I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, what person is this? So she said such and such. And I'm like, the same person that wants to go be with Donald Trump, like the same person that wants to leave. Like I had to get her to understand, you do know that she had, and I said, I was like, go look at the case file. And this was back then before everything got transferred to computers because we had some thick case mm-hmm. files. I said, go look at it. You will see everything spit out. You will see her signature and my signature. And you know that I didn't forge it because her signature was more neater than mine. I can't write that neat. So <laughs> it was just <laughs> it was just at that moment that I just started looking at her like, you know, like you say I'm a good worker, but then you do that. But then after that argument, mm. I got my mileage reimbursement check. It think she, you know, she turned around and put an extra five hundred on top of it. Like, come on now, like what See? is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, if I'm a good worker, then get my side of the story and stop thinking that I'm over here trying to fuck you over. So yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but uh, my next question is: Do you feel some bosses play favoritism? If so, have you ever seen this in your workplace? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I can tell a million. I can tell a million and one stories for the. Uh, we got. For we got time. And, and 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 the crazy the crazy part is is like it it seems like you know if you're if you're working a professional job you would you would think that it would be fair you know across the board but I feel like mm-hmm. it was just one of those things to where you know your your age and your rank as far as how, how long you've been there just mattered at that job, particular job, because it was like the the people that were new, so to speak, or younger, or actually mm-hmm. doing most of the work, you know, didn't really mm-hmm. get the praise that they deserved. Like, it went to most of the supervisors, and that just is the way things were structured because it was all a, a number system. So, you know, your supervisor right. is going to get the praise for, for collective numbers. But deep down, like, we know who's doing the brunt of the work. Like Exactly. Most of the time, all That's we right. got was our paycheck. Like, seriously, like, you might get a thank you <laughs> oh, here and there or, like, you know, a, a lunch. They'll teach you the lunch or pizza or something like that. But overall, like, it just seemed like it was rigged. Literally, it was rigged for whoever they wanted to to, to get Sean for certain things. Like, and I don't know what they did for it or how it worked, but it, it just, it, it at, at, at a certain point, it got to be to where I was, I was just like, I don't want to even win anything. I, I don't even care anymore. So at that right. point, I just did my job. Like, and I, and I didn't worry about doing anything extra, you know, outside of my job. Like mm-hmm. I clocked in and clocked out at that point because I seen what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you not even want, like, it makes you don't even want to, uh, like, you know, over-exceed your expectations because it's, it's going to go exactly. in mm-hmm. Right, right. What about exactly. you, Quinn? And the only reason, the only reason I, like, I'm sorry. Like, no, I was going to say the, go only ahead, reason, the, the only reason I, you know, I overextended myself at a certain point was, was only for, like, a client or a customer, like, because mm-hmm. I wasn't doing nothing for, you know, for their game anymore mm-hmm. at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, with me, uh, what job was that? It was okay. So I worked in the medical field as a medical assistant, and I feel like okay, she she was supposed to be training me, but I already knew what to do, so it wasn't nothing that she needed to train. Me. I'll never forget her name. 
her name was Georgette, okay? Like, she was really mean to me. But I guess that was just because I came in the youngest thing, and I was working. Like, I was busting my ass. I was fresh out of school, so I knew everything. I had got good with the patients in that short time because I did my internship there. So I already knew, you know, how to do it before the doctor hired me in. And a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff, I understand, like, the doctor knows, Georgia. She's been with her for years, like, years on top of years before I even came there. So a lot of the time she would praise her for the work, but it it was really me. It was me the one finding files that y'all couldn't find for two years. It was me, you know, um, getting all these lab reports done and all this stuff. But Georgette would get the praise because she felt like, oh, she's just showing you what to do. It's really her putting the work in. I'll never forget that <laughs> to this day. Like, I was so thankful that that job was seasonal because after a while, I just got tired. And at, at, at that stage of my life, by me being 19, I, you know, I was scared to quit a job. So I was just dealing mm-hmm. with this unfair right. treatment because I didn't want to quit. Thank God the other yeah. MA was on maternity leave and she was coming back because that made it easier for me. I, she was like, we can offer you. No, it's okay. Thank you. keep it thank you thank you for all your help like and that That I didn't I never went back to the medical field because I'm like ain't nobody about to keep getting the credit for the work I'm putting in especially when I'm Mm, you know going above and beyond so yeah and I did feel unappreciated well this one is from McDonald's days when I was 18 19 um the the store the store manager when well, no, I'm sorry the general manager she already had um she already had one McDonald's corporation on the east side and she had brought mm-hmm. a lot of her workers from over there to come out and work in the suburbs at this one so they got favoritism they man they got certified top treatment and you know if mm-hmm. you hung outside of work with them you know what I'm saying you you got you got you know favoritism as well. But it's like me, I I really was always told don't mix business with pleasure. I didn't always mm-hmm. listen. I I learned one time what that meant, but I didn't like really like having friends at the job because I'm like I you know I'll talk to you, but I'm not gonna hang outside of work with you. But they used to go out to the club. They would ask me if I wanted to come, and I'm like no. Nah. And it's like they got they they look at you funny. Oh, you think you better than us because you don't want to hang with us, and they will. <laughs> <laughs> treat you like shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I remember I used to have to get off at a certain time to make sure I caught the bus home on time, but the boss would tell me, oh, I need you to mop the lobby. He would tell me 30 minutes before oh. it's time for me to get off. Mm. And, you know, I'm short, and it takes me an hour and a half to mop the lobby <laughs> by my damn self. Oh, that ain't right. so, and and, and I, I was I was just like Queen K. I'm scared as hell to say no because I didn't want to get fired, but mm. you get tired of, you know what I'm saying, you get tired of that type of treatment. But that ties into my next question. Have you ever had a boss who over abused their authority with you? Or with anyone you knew as a coworker? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes. Uh, It's crazy because, like, I came into a situation that was rocky. Like, the, the, it was, we had two supervisors, and they, at the time, I don't know what was going on because I came in, you know, fresh like you know fresh face like I I don't even know what's going on I don't know anybody um but I could sense the tension you know between them mm. and it was just weird for it to be a workplace like and that told right. me that you know I I feel like they probably you know people probably hang out at, after work and 
things are getting getting kind of, uh, you know, chatty patty. Like you hear people talking right. about each other and all this kind of stuff. So I kind of peeped the scene before I knew what was going on. And I got a call from HR like early on, like, hey, you know, have you noticed anything between these two? Like, are they, mm. you know, you know, making disrespectful comments to each other or doing this? I'm like, hey, I don't know. Like, this is like literally my right. first week working there. I don't, I don't know anybody. So it was one of those, okay, cool. So I come out yeah. the office and the, the supervisor is there asking me about the phone call that I just had. So I knew, oh. like, in Whoa. some way <laughs> things were, you know, tied in with each other. You know, people were tied in. Mm-hmm. So even in HR, like, so it, it was it was pretty messy. It was a messy situation. So, yeah, I definitely had bosses that, that crossed the line, you know, with not necessarily me, but, you know, other coworkers. Well, I definitely heard horror mm. stories of, of things they did. And I've witnessed, like, just ill behavior. Like, certain certain things I feel like supervisors and bosses just shouldn't say to you and shouldn't do to you in a professional yeah. setting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, we're all adults. We can communicate and if you're out of line, then they could correct you in the professional way. It's exactly. not some things are, are, are just purely personal, you know what I mean? And that, that's when it starts to get out of hand and messy and not yeah. and, and at that point, like, you're not doing your job. You know, you're you're, you're, you're you're really hanging out like it's high school <laughs> all over again. Yes. Hello. Shoot. <laughs> Man. That part. I have definitely experienced this with two jobs. I already told y'all about Walmart, how they tried to play me. But this other (laughs) job, uh, and I I literally only worked here for a night, okay? Um, I came in to Wendy's on a night shift. It was, I forget what the location was. But after this night, I knew I wasn't going to make it. I wasn't. My mouth is too reckless. I No. So I'm there, and everything is good. While and you want to know what? And I hate to say this because it's gonna make it seem like black people are are horrible. We not horrible. Some of us, you know, act real niggerish, but <laughs> other times, you know, we we know how to present ourselves. But I did notice a shift in the in the atmosphere. Like, okay, so when the white manager was there making me sign in and all that stuff, everything was cool and chill. I'm like, oh, okay, this is pretty nice. Everything gets organized stuff. Soon as that PM manager came, the one that I will be working under, it's like all hell broke loose. Like it was like, mm. oh, I need you to do this. I need you to make sure you wash the dishes and not like they were sending. Like this, this girl was making me do a bunch of. This is my first night. I don't know where nothing at. I don't know what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Y'all didn't even train me on how to assemble the burgers and all that stuff. I literally just watched the video and now you got me working the cash register, flipping burgers, trying to do the drive-in, but you got workers that's on their phones. You got one girl who <laughs> takes the blood out of a pass, I mean, out of a customer's car and hits the blood. I said, okay, oh, oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not, I see how this about to go. You about to, no, nah, right. baby, uh-uh. You abusing your Everything power because, you know, nope. You ain't directing yeah. it to where you should be. Like I was, I was done. They was like, "Oh, you don't want to?" Nope, I don't hang with people that I work with. I went home that mm. night and I told my boyfriend. Then, at that time, he was like, "Oh, so how was your first night?" I'm not going back. He <laughs> was like, "Why? Mm. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if I did right. get hurt. I'm not going back. Like, no." Nah. Mm. And I explained to him what happened. Like that was the most ratchet stuff I've ever seen in my life. Like, I only seen videos of people like that. Like, nah, 
it we was really I was really there and I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, this ain't this not right. Nope. Mm-mm. So yeah, mm. that's my experience. Situation at Quicken Loans with one of my old team leaders. Oh, we clashed. We clashed and she was a goddamn Scorpio. Ooh. We clashed because mm. um, she overabused her authority. So I was, I got hired through temp, I got hired through Quick Loans through a temp agency called Aerotech. And I was on vacation at the time. I went down to North Carolina with my boyfriend at the time, no longer exists. But mm-hmm. the day that I was supposed to leave, it was pouring down raining. So when whenever you have to, like, call off or you got to extend your time off, like, that you're going to be out, you have to call Aerotech, and then they send a message to the team leader. So somewhere in translation, Aerotech thought that I mm. flew to, uh, to North Carolina. So my boss, I'm really trying not to drop her name because it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> my boss, instead of calling me and asking me, like, you know, just to clarify, like, Tasha, did you drive or did you fly? She's going around asking other people on the team. Well, the email said, first of all, you're, you're, you're showing something that has nothing to do with anybody but me and you. You're showing them this email. Mm-hmm. The email said that she flew, but didn't she drive? So you got mm-hmm. people looking like I'm a liar. And I remember wow. um, one of our isms was, you know, ignore the noise. So she had pulled me into one of the little study rooms, and we were talking, and, you know, she was, like, just basically telling me about myself. Because at the time, it had slowed down tremendously at Quicken Loans, where, like, like loans weren't coming in. So I was, like, you know, basically cross-training on other departments to learn stuff. And I was learning about surveys and stuff. So she was mm-hmm. telling me, like, yeah, I've noticed since you've been cross-training, you haven't been meeting your goal on your team. And I'm like, okay, there's nothing for me to do. So she was like, do you have a problem with me? So I told her about that. I was like, I feel like, I said, I feel like as the boss, you broke one of the isms. You basically didn't ignore the noise. And I told her I didn't appreciate how you were going to other teammates asking about, you know, my whereabouts instead of just messaging me. So she was like, oh, well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to interrupt your vacation. I was like, that wouldn't have interrupted my vacation. You're trying to get clarification on something. And she felt Mm -hmm. like I was being disrespectful to say that to her and was like, do I need to call HR in here? Because I just feel like you're going out of line. I was like, do what you need to do. I was oh. fed up. I was fed up because she knew she was wrong. But, yeah, that's my mm-hmm. um, that's my example. Uh, my last question is, have you ever had a boss who motivated you? That brought out the best yeah, thing. I had, I had plenty of bosses that motivated me. Um, it's, it's funny because uh, probably – Probably before I even had a job, I, I worked under my aunt and um, her partner. They had a, a, a after-school care, and I always mm-hmm. would help out there. And it was fun. Like, mm-hmm. that's probably my, my, my favorite job, I would say. Like, And eventually, you know, when I started working, I, I worked with her a couple summers. But I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. And it was just like, like you know, Queen K was saying, it was one of those situations where we had that open communication and maybe because we were family, you know, it made it a little easier just, but, but yeah, that, that was like the golden, Oh my goodness. That was like the golden environment. You know what I mean? Like it was something I love to do work with kids and it was, and it was an easy environment because it didn't feel like we were like micromanage, which I I can't stand. You know what I mean? Like if they're going to give me a task, let me do it and trust that I can do it. And show me how to do that it. That part. You know, and I can, I can definitely get it done. 
You know what I mean? If, and if I need help, I'll ask for it. But that was that was a beautiful situation. I wish all jobs could be like that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, with me, I feel like I just now realized that my boss sees my. Okay, so just recently, like at first, I, like I told y'all, like when I get in my little mood. I start looking for jobs while I'm sitting right there next to my boss. But <laughs> that's only when I get in my little attitude. Like, she know I'm crazy. Like, I think that's why I've been there so long. But anyway, um, I just now recently realized that she supports my dreams just as much as I do. At first, I used to be scared to share, like, my dream. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think a boss wants to lose an employee. And at first, yeah, when right. she told me, when she had made this comment, like, I'm going to run this business even if you're not there. I took it in a bad way. At first I did. I took it mm-hmm. in a bad way. But then I realized she knows that I'm not going to be here long. I have my own set of dreams. You know, I want yeah. to be my own business owner. So when she said that at mm-hmm. first, I did take it to a little sh- You know, I took it to heart like, damn, you know, if that's the case, mm-hmm. then do it not. Like, that's how. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but now... <laughs> but now I'm in a better mental space to where I took that as, okay, so she knows that I have other dreams and stuff, and clearly she's backing it if she knows that she can run this business by herself. So we were talking the right. other day, and she knows that I does hair. I mean, I do hair on the side. That's that's another passion of mine. I braid. I do everything. I do everything mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, So we were talking the other day, and I was like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how I'm about to go back to school. I really feel like this is what's next for me. I want to be my own shop owner. Like, this year, I want to be celebrating on my birthday, me graduating from cosmetology school. Then next year, I want to be have I want to have my grand opening to my own shop. So she was like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. dope. We should start looking at buildings. And I'm like, whoa, you sure? <laughs> so <laughs> hearing her say that, it was just like, okay. So she wants me to do better. And she was like, we were talking about it today. She was like, yeah, you better make sure you go to school, you know, have your license on the wall, you know, always dot your I's and cross your T's. You don't want nobody to try to take what's yours. Make sure you get all that together. And she was like, you already know about the grants and stuff. You know how to apply for them. She was like, just start, take that first step. And I was like, well, I'm trying to figure out how I'm about to jump, you know, how I'm about to juggle going to school and working full time. She was like, you'll figure it out. You got this. Just do what you need to do. Get yourself in school. I'm like, well, damn. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and go to school. So that's, yeah. It it was dope knowing that she does see more for me, you know, now, like, cause I didn't, I didn't see that at first. I really didn't. Like, I really thought that in her head, this is where I'm supposed to stay. This is where I'm supposed to be until I pass away. Because mm. we don't have a high turnover rate. Like, all the people that's there have been there for years and years and years. Like, nobody is, un- well, it's one person. That's, un- that's just because she just came to us and she's younger. But everybody else has been there 10 years and plus. Like, everybody mm. So, yeah, just knowing that she sees more for me and that she's accepting of the fact that I want to be my own business owner and I'm seeking this, like, in the next two years, it, it meant a lot yeah. to me. That's what's up. It always makes it easier when, you're, when your boss does motivate you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, go back to school and, you know, we're going to support you. Um, I actually have um, a boss at my job now that <clears throat> really motivates me Really, like, okay, when I first started, 
while I'm working it all, because I'm scared to drop it because I, I said too much personal shit on here and I ain't trying to lose my job. But <laughs> where I'm working at now, you know, it's a bigger market than the job that I was working at before. You know, like my, my last job that I was talking so much shit about, she actually got closed down because they came into play. But it was real oh, wow. busy. God, I don't like ugly. Like I'm talking, right? yeah, it was, it was real, it was real busy, um, when, like, you know, the the changes started happening and the MCOs came into place. And I got picked up by one of the MCOs. And I got so behind because um, working at my other job, we were, we were in charge of our schedule. And, you know, we, I think, only had to do, like, two visits or, like, you know, a week. But at this one, no, you have to see five people a week and someone else schedules you. So I was mm. driving to different counties, Philadelphia, Delaware, Montgomery. Sometimes I didn't eat because they would schedule me one back to back. So when I'm and they would schedule them in like if I got one in West Philly and the next one is in KOP, make it make sense. How am I going to have time to eat? So I got behind right. on having care plans submitted at a certain time. So I was like two months behind. And mm. when I first got to her team, oh, I was scared because I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's going to be like I'm the weakest link. She really worked with me to where I am back within a week's time frame of submitting care plans. And I remember we just had our last 101, and she was like, I really go to bat for you. I really feel like we built a rapport. I'm so proud of you from how far you've grown. And I've seen the growth since last year, since my last review. I'm like, yeah, because I was like, last year of my review, I was two months behind, but now I'm a week behind. God is good. And, like, you know, she's just always there. Like, when I go on vacation, you know, she'll ask me, do you want me to block off two days before when you come back? Because the the people that schedule us at our job, they'll be petty. Oh, I mm-hmm. can't schedule you this week. They will schedule at eight thirty in the morning visit when you coming back off vacation. <laughs> but she'll you know, she'll hurry up and block those two she'll block those two days off to give me time to catch back up. So like she really motivates and you know, she makes me love the job because at first I was like, I'm about to quit this shit. You know, I'm about to quit this shit. But <laughs> I got, you know, I got some sense talking to me, like, you know, did this job pay well? Don't do it. I'm like, you're right, you're right. But, yeah. <laughs> so that completes that, uh, our sipping tea for the soul segment. Okay. So good segment, ladies. Okay. Thank y'all for sharing. Thank y'all for sharing. We did not have been through some crap at work, it seems like. <laughs> I hope that right? connects some of the <laughs> listeners out there. But uh, we're going <laughs> to jump right into that as a woman question, complex as a woman question this week. All right, and then after this, Queen Picasso, we're going to let you go because I know it's getting late. But the question this week is, is there a difference between playing damage control and being jealous for you? And Queen Picasso will let you answer first. First of all, that was that was a deep question. I've been thinking about that, <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? And it's crazy because it's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to come at this with a real, you know what I mean, like, and mm-hmm. and being all the way honest and truthful, like I feel like as a woman, I feel like we definitely, you know, are are more emotional than men in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I can only speak from a woman's standpoint, but um, yes. you know, I feel like it's okay to communicate when something is triggering for you. But at the same time, I feel like there's a fine line between, mm-hmm. like, you know, communicating that to, to people around you, not just romantically, because sometimes mm-hmm. we have, 
relationships to where that's also an issue. Um, but like that line that, that goes into jealousy is like, okay, that's, that's how you feel. You know what I mean? So sometimes we can, um, perceive things through our hurt, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Like, so not that people are, aren't empathetic to us or aren't sympathetic to what we have going on, but Mm-hmm. They literally, some people literally, you know, aren't in your shoes as far as how you feel mm-hmm. about maybe some things that you might have went through in the past. So that's mm-hmm. definitely something as a woman I feel like I try to work on mm-hmm. because I, I I do feel like that's that is a, a an issue in a lot of relationships. I feel like how mm. that that communi- the communication of that even is hard for some people. Because yes. you might have somebody that's open to talk about how they feel. Like I feel like you know, growing up in my family, we we talk. Like we mm-hmm. might not, mm-hmm. you know, talk about the situation when it happens, but eventually, you know, you sit down and you and you have a have a conversation. And even in you know my relationship now, we we are we are uh, big communicators, and we talk mm-hmm. a lot. So that's not really an issue there. Um, but people that aren't you know, on that type of mm-hmm. communication mm-hmm. level, I feel like that's when it might be might come off as like jealousy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can and it can definitely be an issue for people that have to deal with um, you know, issues of trauma. That part. Yeah. Oh, she just stepped into my damn house. All right. Go Queen K. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tom Black. <laughs> Hey, it's the truth. I'm it's the truth. Like, God, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> you just so made you know, don't me feel sorry. Like communication <laughs> is like my downfall. Like I can't communicate. Yeah. I I gotta work on it. That's what you just made me realize. Like you just shook me. Like work on your communication. So, um, mm-hmm. with me, I feel like just piggybacking off of what she said, it is a thin line, you know, with jealousy. Like you can cross that easily, even when you're playing damage control, because when you're doing when you're when you're playing damage control, it could be from a jealous standpoint. Like you try not mm-hmm. to hurt yourself, so right. um, you're acting out of your emotions. So that's why you're playing damage control. It's not necessarily to prevent yourself from going through something, but you already got mm-hmm. in your mind. Like to me, that just sounded confusing. Um, huh. I'm a very jealous being. Okay, I'm getting past it. I just I have to say it in order for me to just deal with it. Um, I can't mm-hmm. be very jealous. And then me being very jealous, I'll try to control or play damage control or set boundaries for my partner just based off mm-hmm. of my own feelings. But like you said, not all the time is that the case with your partner. You know, you just have mm-hmm. to be able to communicate. Like, what, right. what he see is, you know, you could be taking it for more than what he or she is taking it for. You know, they could it could just be something simple to them. And meanwhile, you're feeling some type of way, but they don't know that because you're not saying anything. And yeah, it could be yeah. an innocent thing that's turned bad because of our jealous ways. We are emotional beings. We act on our emotions before logic. That's just, you yes. know, that's, that's what we do. So, yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. I definitely feel like it's like a tiptoe like type of situation with the <laughs> yeah. jealousy and the, you know, playing damage control. Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely is a fine line for sure. So when I came up with this question, um, 
I actually didn't see a difference in it because it's like Queen K said, playing damage control, you can cross that line and become jealous. Um, and it's also like what Queen Picasso said, you know, the triggers. Uh, mm-hmm. I see jealousy and damage control. I see them both as self-sabotaging, just finding a way to self-sabotage. You know, with both, yeah. you are trying to, you know, you're basically trying to control a person from not hurting you when someone can hurt you without even trying. Jealousy, you find yourself comparing, you know, yourself to the other person. You know, you start thinking about other exes that did something to you, and it's like your mind can go there, and you will react off emotion before even thinking logically and talking to your partner. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. when you get to the, the point of jealousy, your emotions are so high to where there's no way I can talk to you about this. And I feel like, you know, I've been at that point a little bit too much. And that's where you have to admit to yourself, you know what, you got to step back and work on some things. You get what I'm saying? You have to step back and work on some things. You, as much as you want to be in a relationship, you are still damaged from other things and you will make the partner in front of you. You're going to damage them. You know what I'm saying? Because of what you've been through. It's like Queen Picasso said that jealousy that has more to do with you than it does with them. And what made me come up with this question is because, you know, I talk about friends on podcasts all the time. And one of the episodes was about work and the love place. And Fran was on there saying that she had two different friends. One of her friends um, is very creative and artistic, but her boyfriend didn't want her working late night in the studios. And Fran was like, this is why I choose to be single because I feel like if this is my passion and you know that I'm a creative artistic person and you know a lot of times studio nights happen at night, I'm not going to let your insecurity mm-hmm. stop, get, get in the way of my passion and what, I, what makes me money and what makes me me. And, you know, right. um, I came across an article about, you know, the whole being possessive. And it's like when you feel like a person is just supposed to be to yourself and only pay attention to you, you are shrinking their world. You guilt trip them and everything. And it's just a lot that you have to work on. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like, like I said before, we will see every guy as the same as the last person that hurt us. Because even though we've been hurt by different men, all of this comes from our childhood, you know what I'm saying, with having that toxic yeah. mom or having that absent mm-hmm. mom, having that toxic dad or having mm-hmm. that absent dad, not feeling worthy of love. So you have to redefine in yourself what love is, you know what I'm saying, because you got to unlearn what the hell you thought it was, you know. So yeah, that's why I came you. up with this question. I can't thank you, exactly. ladies, for answering. <laughs> that was a good question. So, <laughs> that was, no problem. Oh Thank you. Well, Queen Picasso, thank you so much for coming on. I'm about to mute you. If you want to stay on and listen to the rest of the segments, you can. And thank you so much for, don't ever feel, don't ever apologize for touching, you know, for, uh, for hitting close to home. You see, Pastor Mike Todd don't have no apology. He don't, he don't care. He comes to (laughs) I know, I know, I know. (laughs) You know what, though, it's crazy because I was like, I, I smacked myself with that one too. Like, because when I was really thinking about it, I said, ho, ho, hold on. When you really, when you really break it down, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know. Sometimes, you know, go for the truth, and sometimes it, it stings, but it definitely is, is, is healing, and it and it brings you to those moments to say, you know what, maybe, maybe I was looking at it in in a in a wrong, you know, in the wrong way, and and so that helps mm-hmm. you, and that helps the people around you. 
when you can think like that. Yes. So I think I think it, it's beautiful. It's definitely beautiful. That part. No problem. All right. Well, you have a good night, and we'll talk to you later. All right, ladies. Good night. Have good a night. good one. That was a dope session. Dope session. It definitely was. I'm telling you. Very, Man, very listen. dope. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got a lot off our chat, so that's good. She was a, she was amazing. <laughs> she was amazing the first time we yes. had her on. But, okay, right. so we're going to go ahead and jump right into the girl I see you moment. Complex, got anybody you shouting out? Uh, yes, I want to shout out um, Mrs. Moore Grace. Uh, she is Derek Grace's um, wife. He has that. Don't, don't, I do not even want to butcher his business, but um, it's about educating yourself and teaching, you know, people to, um, like, like just teaching, like, fam- black families how to get, like, you know, get, get that wealth in your household, you know what I'm saying, and, like, really become, like, a millionaire without having to work a nine-to-five job. But she had posted on Instagram, she said, so yesterday I started feeling real intense feelings of insecurity. And then today I woke up remembering who the fuck I am and why I am where I am at in life. The moral of the story is, yes, we get scared, we make mistakes, we get anxious, sad, et cetera, but we don't stay there. It doesn't stop us. It doesn't mm-hmm. define us. We don't give up. We don't ever stop ever. I just want to say I see you, girl, because I swear I beat myself up when I had those down days, but I know I'm not going to be stuck there. So I see you. Thank yes. you for posting that. Okay, shout out to you. We see you, girl. Okay, I'm going to my my girl. I got I, well, girl. I got something to say. See, there you go. Already messing up. My girl, I see you. Moment goes to Miss Queen Picasso. Um, y'all, she's really yes. she's a really dope artist. Like she did drop a lot yes. of gems, but on top of that, like she's a dope ass artist. Y'all can look her up on Facebook. Uh, name I don't know. If she want me to tell her her Facebook name. Go to her Instagram and say it. Yeah, go to her Instagram and say I don't know. I didn't get permission, so I'm not going to. But go to her Instagram under Queen underscore Picasso. Um, also, she she has a apparel line, Creative Thoughts Design. Y'all can shop the collections with at www.ctdphilly.com slash shop. Okay? She has everything from masks, hoodies, socks, hats. Some of them are featuring her dope-ass artwork. Like, y'all, go tap in. You will not be disappointed. The stuff is really, really dope. Like, um, she got one that I like a lot. The um, the saying on it says, respect is mandatory. I love it. It's a socks. It's some socks, a hat, a hoodie, and a mask. You can get all of that, okay? Again, the website <laughs> is www.ctdphilly.com slash and that's Creative Thoughts Designed by Miss Queen Picasso. So y'all go ahead and check her out and shop with her. But, girl, we see you, and we thank you for being a part of this episode tonight. It was really dope. Thank you for the gym. Just yes. continue being dope. All right. That, so that brings me to what I was trying to say. My girl, I got something to say segment, okay? Um, y'all, I don't really got too much to say, but just, Watch Pastor Mike Todd. If you're ever feeling like something ain't right, <laughs> um, you're dealing with something that you just just can't shake, or, you know, if you're feeling a certain type of way, I guarantee you he has a series for everything that you're going through. If you're feeling that like, part. for instance, with tonight's episode about feeling 
underappreciated, unvalued. Y'all, he got a whole Planet Not Very series about the whole thing. Watch it. When I mm-hmm. tell you to give you life, um, damaged goods, if you feel like you're damaged, y'all, watch it. It's so much. He got one on relationships. He even talk about stuff like sex. If you're feeling like you need to hear stuff and he, mm-hmm. he don't sugarcoat nothing, he will talk to you directly to you. Like, it feels like each service is carved out with your name on it. Like, you're the one that he made this service about. Because I'm telling you, each and every time I tap in with Transformation Church, I'm never disappointed. This man is very mm. anointed. Like, God is working through him. And all of this yes. congregation, everybody, all the other pastors and members, him and his wife are doing a beautiful thing, y'all. Please mm-hmm. tap in. I know y'all probably like, I got a church home. It's cool. I got a church home, too, but I still watch him, too. So, um that part. He actually helped me get through the pandemic, y'all. He really did. Uh, really dope. Really dope, Pastor. He 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 talked to you at your level. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. You'll definitely feel new once you finish. Okay, so that's, that's all fun. that I got to say, y'all. Um, I just it, that was just on my heart to go ahead and shout out Transformation Church. Um, also, I'm gonna shout out my church too, just in case somebody listening, New Providence Baptist. Our pastor is on every uh, Sunday at 10 and then every Wednesday at 1. Y'all can uh, look us up on Facebook, New Providence Baptist. He dropped some heavy gems, too. I like my pastor, too. He dope. All right. So, Complex, without further ado, what's that no apology? Well, I'm sorry. Complex, don't give us that no apology thought, followed by our self-affirmation. Go ahead, Complex. Okay, so I got two no apology thoughts. The first one is commit to yourself first so you know what commitment looks like. Honor yourself first so you know what honor feels like. Love yourself so you know Mm -hmm. what love means. Hold yourself accountable for your shit so you have no shame in holding others accountable for theirs. And I say that to say you will never know what real love looks like until you give it to yourself. And that is Mm -hmm. basically finding out what makes you happy, finding out what makes you comfortable, finding out what, you know, you're not comfortable with. So that way, once you learn how to make yourself feel, you're only going to get 80% out of 100%. And, you're, you know, you're not going to get the other 20%. You're only going to get 80% of what you want in a relationship, but you won't be so pressured and depending on that person to give you everything that you can't give yourself. So work on you. Journal. Travel. Mm-hmm. Do whatever makes you happy. Get around like-minded people that want to see you grow. If you're around people where you're broke every damn day and they can't help you, you know what I'm saying, get to your next dollar or and help you improve in some way, get the hell away from them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like that's that, 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 that's the way to go. Please find yourself because in order for someone else to see, you got to see yourself first. Um, my next one is close some doors, not because of pride, and capacity or arrogance, but simply because they no longer lead somewhere. I say that to say we will hold on to these relationships because we didn't already post it on social media, and, we, you know, we don't mm. want them to know that we're not happy. We will have these friends and everything like that because it's better to be popular than to be alone. If they're not leading you anywhere, it's okay to get up from that table and close that door. It's not yes. going to lead you anywhere. So them people that you're trying to impress, they don't write your check at night. I'm sorry, they don't write your Come check. On, they don't go to sleep with you at night and they don't pay your bills, figure out yourself. And that's all I'm going to say. So with that being said, my self-affirmation tonight is you are loved, you are worthy, 
You deserve the highest level of love reciprocated to you, and you are my number one love. I say this to myself every day, and I repeat that, and I believe that, and I'm going to manifest that. That is my self-affirmation and my no apology quote. I love you guys. And, yeah, with that being said, I'm Complex Angel. Thank you. I'm Complex Angel. I'm the vibe. And I'm Queen K. I'm the vision. And peace and love. We are out. Peace and love.